Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a solo episode, and I'm going to go over a topic I find interesting, and then I do have a couple questions to go over. And so the topic I want to go over today is how to maximize your muscle growth with limited time. You know, a lot of people, when when we hear recommendations for building muscle, it's usually, you know, for people that can dedicate a lot of time to the gym. And so, you know, a lot of these recommendations don't apply to people who just, you can't spend, you know, five, six days a week in the gym. Um, you know, you can only spend three, maybe four. They have to be a little bit, the workouts have to be a little bit shorter. You know, you just got a lot going on. And so a lot of, again, a lot of the advice out there is is for people who have a lot of time. And so I think it's important to give advice to people who do, who just don't have as much time you know, there's some things that you can do to really maximize your time because when it is short like that, you definitely, it's, I think it's important to always be efficient with your training, but when you don't have a lot of time, I think it's even more important to be efficient with your training. And so I just want to go over that. And plus you also feel like, you know, a lot of people, they think that they won't be able to make any progress if they can't dedicate a ton of time to the gym. And, you know, that's, it's just not true. Especially if you've been training less than a few years, uh, you definitely can get away with training less than you think. Um, if you're more advanced, you can still make progress, but you will just have to be smart about your approach. And so, you know, for somebody who isn't as advanced, you can definitely um, listen to these. Uh, but really, for you, it's just about getting in there, really doing things. But again, you can you can use these tips to to maximize your training. But this is really important for people who are, are more advanced. You know, you have one two years of training under your belt. Um, you know, with you, you can't just really go in and, and train and, and see the progress that you do when you first started. You have to be a little bit smarter with your training. So this is this is for somebody like you that's you know spent one or two years training, don't have a ton of time to dedicate to training, but you still want to make progress. Now, I do want to say that somebody who can dedicate eight hours to the gym per week is going to see better results than somebody who can only spend you know two to three hours per week. Okay, I mean having. Having, you can't be a professional bodybuilder only being able to work out three times per week, okay? It's just not going to happen, and you need to be okay with that up front and just realize that. But again, there's things that we can do to maximize that time spent in the gym. So I don't want to set the assumption that, oh, if you only have three hours per week, that's okay. You're going to still have the the uh, Olympia pro bodybuilder physique. And, and unfortunately, that's not going to happen. You really need to dedicate a ton of time to do that. Um, but yeah. So, and then with, again, with online clients, we just, who, who don't have a lot of time to dedicate to the gym, we just have to be more strategic with their programming and, and to ensure they are hitting their, they're just sitting their big racks, getting the, getting that foundation out of the way. I think too many people when they are, don't have a lot of time to spend in the gym and, and they get, they get frustrated with their lack of results and think that it's because of the time. It's just because they don't spend that time wisely. Um, so let's go over what these tips are. So the first one's going to be use mostly compound exercises. Uh, compound exercises are exercises that use multiple muscle groups at one time. 
I want you to think about things like squats, rows, bench press, pull-ups, stiff leg deadlifts, regular deadlifts, etc. Um, they're great because they work a good amount of your body for every rep you do. Um, so you can max, you can really maximize your time in the gym. Um, some, some of my favorite compound exercises to program for online clients uh, for quads are going to be like squats or leg press. Hamstrings, we're going to have things like deadlift, uh, deadlift variations like Romanian deadlifts, stiff leg deads, deads, regular deadlifts. And then for back, we got uh, pull-ups or bent rows. Um, chest would be something like an incline or flat bench. Even, even dumbbells are fine there too. Um, triceps, something like a dip, uh, any type of dipping. Um, even like a skull crusher would be a good compound movement. Um, barbell curls, um, stuff like that for your bicep. And you can use isolation exercises from time to time based on how much extra time you have, but more of your exercises should be these compound exercises. What we don't want to spend our time doing when you only have, you know, a few days to spend in the gym and a limited amount of time is you don't want to be sitting there doing things like, uh, just super isolation exercises. Um, something like, this is one that Dr. Mike always brings up, but like a single arm rear delt pull or something like that, right? Like that's not something you're going to want to spend a lot of time on. It's just, it hits a small muscle group and it's, it's just so isolated, right? So you want to hit these, these exercises that hit multiple uh, muscle groups. The next thing is choose exercises slash techniques that work best for you. Um, again, most of your training should be built around compounds, but it's also a good idea to find exercises that really work for you. So what I mean by this is, okay, you hear back squat, but maybe back squat doesn't really work your quads as well as the leg press or lunges do. Then you want to do those. Um, you know, the, the downside, the downside with this is you're not going to get it perfect right away. And there's going to be some trial and error here, but you know, we all have those exercises that really hit the target muscle group. And those are the ones you want to do. So again, if, if you feel like squats suck for you and you don't get much out of them, then, you know, it's probably not a good use of your time and you're better off finding an exercise that, that hits the, the intended muscle group, the one that really feels good for you. You know, too many people hear that they need to do certain exercises and they get married to them only to find out that that exercise sucks for them. And so not only do you want to find the exercises that work certain muscle groups well for you, you also want to work on improving your technique as well. Um, maybe a certain grip works best for you or a certain foot placement. So maybe when you do a uh, leg press, um, you hear, oh, I need to do this for leg press. Uh, if you point your toes out, it does this, but maybe that doesn't hit, doesn't hit your quads well or something like that. Then maybe you, maybe you move your feet a little bit lower and it really just hits your quads. Like that's a, that's a, a technique change that you can make that, you know, would really maximize your time. Um, spent in the gym. And again, this is going to come down to trial and error and not just mimicking what you see on social media. I think a lot of people put a lot of stock into how to do a certain exercise and then that's all they focus on. And then they forget to do what they actually need to do, which is to stimulate the muscle that you want to use. And so again, finding a technique that works best for you. Um, I always like to, when it comes to technique type stuff, I always try to find ways to work the target muscle with reducing how much weight I have to use. Um, I always find that that it can be super helpful. So for example, something like stiff leg deadlift, um, you know, really focus on pushing my hips back and getting extra range of motion rather than just trying to add more weight. Um, you know, that seems to really hit my hamstrings. Uh, so something like that. And then too, something like, um, you know, this obviously would be something that you'd want to throw in 
extra, but something like a lay extension, you know, one thing I noticed is a lot of people cut that range of motion short at the bottom part of it. So maybe extending that range of motion a little bit can be a way to maximize um, how much you stimulate your, your quads. Um, and you, and all you had to do was move the, um, you just adjust the machine a little bit more and increase your range of motion. So again, choose exercises slash techniques that work best for you and target the, the intended muscle. Minimize warm-up times. Um, so compound exercises should make up the majority of your exercises, but try to find exercises that limit warm-up time when you can. So for someone who's new to weight training, things like squats and deadlifts can be great because they hit so many muscle groups and they provide a ton of stimulus for that. However, um, as you advance, so again, maybe you know, you've been training for two years, um, you know, the weight required can be pretty significant. And this requires a good amount of time warming up and putting on slash taking off plates. Uh, and so, you know, maybe for you, a regular deadlift isn't the best. Like, yeah, maybe, you know, it works the most muscles, but at the same time, it also, um, you know, you, you have to do a ton amount of weight to, to see any progress. And then again, you have to just, you have to warm up for a long period of time and, and that just wastes a lot of time just warming up. Right. And so, so for you, maybe that's not the best exercise that you choose for right now while your time is, is limited. Um, again, this goes back to what we just talked about. That's why finding a technique that works best for you and one that requires you to use the least amount of weight with the most stimulus can be helpful for people who, who are more advanced. Um, again, this is where maybe, okay, you've been doing conventional deadlifts for two years. Now you're up to 315 plus, you know, it's going to take you two to three warm-up sets to get there. Now, basically what you can do is maybe you do stiff leg deadlift where, yeah, you lower the weight, um, you increase your range of motion with good technique, of course, and then you cut the warm-up sets down to one set or something like that, right? And you don't have to spend as much time putting on plates because you're doing maybe you're starting out at 185 and then you milk that for a while and then you go to another technique or another exercise that works best for you rather than, you know, just having to sit there and slowly load up the deadlift every single time. The you know, next thing you know, you're at 405 and then you're taking four or five warm-up sets now and then you spend 30 minutes of the 45 minutes just warming up. Um, so something to think about there, try to find exercises that really minimize the warm-up times. This is why I also, um, I, I do like full body training, but I think if you can, you know, maybe do something where it's an upper lower split. So that way, again, you can minimize your warm-up times where if you do full body, you kind of have to warm up every single time. But if you can do like an upper lower split and, and have something that you really focus on in a workout, like your upper body, you don't really have to spend as much time warming up. Um, and, and another thing you could do too here on this to minimize warm up times, if you want to do like full body, you could do something where uh, maybe you do, you focus on the upper body and then at the end of the workout, um, you just do something like more of an isolation exercise. Uh, then that way, again, it can minimize your warm-up time, but you're also hitting your, your full body. Um, bias lighter rep ranges. Uh, the 5 to 10 rep range is great when you are short on time because, you know, you just kind of get straight to the point. It's heavy. You know, you're, you're staying very uh, strategic there. But it also requires a lot of time warming up. Um, so, again, this goes back to the warming up time. Uh, this is the downside of it. If you're newer to weight training, this is a great rep range. And so what you will be using won't require a ton of time warming up and putting on and putting on slash taking off plates. But again, as you advance and you, you know, you're somebody that's been training for one, two years, um, some, something like the tw 10 to 20 or 30, 20 to 30 rep range doesn't require as much time to warm up or set up either. Um, and you can also use a slightly shorter rest time with these lighter ranges, um, which again, ultimately saves time. 
Um, not to mention the 10 to 20 rep range is a great hypertrophy range to get a good stimulus, but it can also be better for fatigue management and, and injury risk. You know, you're not lifting super heavy and that's going to be better for your, it's going to lower your injury risk. Um, and lifting that heavy rep range, that low rep range is can be pretty fatiguing on the body, um, in a different way, uh, mentally, like more neural, uh, fatigue, uh, rather than like muscle fatigue but you know again it's going to come down to i think when you get more advanced you probably need to focus more on 10 to 20 because again you don't have to to warm up as much uh again this doesn't mean don't ever work in these lower rep ranges maybe you do one exercise in the five to ten rep range depending on 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 the time you can allocate to the gym but then the rest of your training is in the 10 to 20 20 to 30 uh you know and then, and then another one we have here is going to be supersets. So using supersets at work opposing muscle groups um, can also save you time. Uh, this probably isn't the greatest for advanced trainees. Uh, so, so if you are a super advanced, you know this may not be the best way to go about things. But if you are an intermediate and you've been training one two years, uh, you know this can save a ton of time, and it can also, you know, it can also slightly increase your uh, calorie expenditure during weight training. Um, Studies have shown that supersetting with opposing muscle groups does not impair hypertrophy, which is good. Uh, I will say it's probably better to save these for smaller muscle groups, though, these supersets. Um, but if you really are strapped for time, then supersetting opposing muscle groups is fine, too. So so maybe, uh, for example, um, what you would do is, okay, so we say for smaller muscle groups, um, so a bicep with a tricep would be a great superset for that. Now, again, maybe you are just super strapped for time, then maybe um, some like doing a chest with a back exercise, supersetting that can also be good, um, again, just to save you time there. Uh, again, I would save the, I would save the, like, chet, the larger muscle group ones for people who are, who have less training experience. Um, but again, if you're super strapped for time, you can use those, those larger muscle group, uh, supersets, even if you're advanced. Cause again, time is your, is a factor there. So you need to work around that. Um, and then another tip here is for your supersets, you know, make sure you prioritize the muscle group you want to grow. Uh, when I say prioritize, that means to work that one first. So again, if back is your muscle group that you want to grow, don't superset chest and then back, do back and then chest. And then the last part of the training that you can do here to, to save time is in, to maximize your muscle growth is lower RAR. So RAR is rep and reserve. This just kind of teaches us or it, it tells us um, how intense we want to train. It's, it's the intensity of your training. Um, with someone who has a lot of time to dedicate to training, working from lower intensities to higher intensities is common with online clients. So it could be something where at the beginning they stay three reps from failure. And then as we move through the mesocycle, four or six week mesocycle, we end up getting them to zero to one uh, reps in reserve. So closer to failure. Um, however, if you're short on time, you don't really have to worry about generating too much fatigue. Um, so we have them consistently work closer to failure. Um, think zero to two reps in reserve. So you want, you want your training to be, since you can't allocate as much time to it, you do want more of your training to be more intense. Um, so, so work closer to failure if you can only dedicate three days, four days to the gym. Um, and saying that if you're more advanced, you pretty much need to train at higher intensities anyways to, to continue making progress. Uh, but if you're, you know, been training for about two years, um, you know, staying far away from failure too often, is probably going to keep you where you're at. 
Um, but we also don't want to go too close to failure all the time because it can generate a lot of fatigue. But if you don't have a lot of time to dedicate to the gym, sticking closer to, again, zero to two reps in reserve is probably going to be best for you just because you don't have as much time. You can recover from training because you're just not doing as much. Next, let's go into things outside of the gym um, to do. Uh, training is half the battle, right? You still must have a good plan for outside the gym as well to grow muscle, especially if you are more advanced, especially then. Um, here are some big racks we have online clients focus on outside of the gym. If they are strapped for time and they want to maximize their muscle growth. Um, first thing is protein. You need to make sure that you're getting enough protein. Okay. Um, you want to make sure you go no more than four to six hours without a source of protein. Some good sources on the go are going to be things like protein powder, protein bars, beef jerky, Greek yogurt, tuna packets, um, stuff like that. Right. You want to make sure that you're getting your protein in. Um, you know, it's going to be tough to maximize your, uh, muscle growth if you're not getting an adequate amount of protein. So that needs to be focus number one. Um, if you don't have a lot of time to dedicate to training nutrition is making sure you're getting a protein again. And two, the other thing with protein is it's very hard to overeat. So it's going to at least ensure too, that, you know, when you are busy, you're not going to be overeating uh, too much. Next, we want to monitor your body weight. Um, depending on what your goal is at the time, it's important to track your body weight to make sure it isn't trending one way or the other too fast or in the opposite way of what your goal is. And what I mean by that is we want to make sure that your weight's not trending up too fast because then again, if it's going up too fast, there's a good chance it's more uh, fat compared to muscle. Um, if you're trying to gain and your weight's not moving up or it's going down, obviously, you know, it's important to monitor your body weight because that's going to show us that, hey, you're going to need to find ways to eat more food. Um, if you are in a cut and you, your weight's not going down, then again, you know that, okay, you need to find ways to eat a little less. Uh, so again, it's super important to monitor your body weight here just to make sure that your weight is in line with what your goal is at that time. Um, or it could just be, you know what, since you are so busy, it's, it's more maintenance. And then again, you want to make sure your, your body weight is, is probably slowly turning up, but it's, it's in a range and not going too far outside of that range. And then to take your body weight, again, you want to take it at least three times per week. You just want to get consistent when you do it, but the best time is going to be first thing in the morning, post bathroom, pre food or drink. And then lastly, one that everyone hates and is the most boring sleep. If you're strapped for time, then that probably means finding time to sleep may be a challenge and you're probably a bit more stressed than most. Okay. So I just feel like the type of person that's going to be listening to this is already probably going to have some sort of issue with sleep because they're super busy and just getting more sleep probably isn't in there in the cards. Right. Um, and so again, this is going to mean play, placing a greater emphasis on sleep as it's very important for everyone, but especially for you. Um, studies have shown that one night of sleep restriction can reduce muscle protein synthesis by 18% the next day. So just one night of sleep restriction. So if you do that chronically, I mean, you know, you're definitely shooting yourself in the foot when it comes to building muscle. Um, we want to aim for at least six hours. Okay. Um, I, I will say with all my clients, you know, it's tough to ask people to, to sleep more. Um, I will say you really should aim for about six hours. Uh, if you're less than six hours and you really need to find ways to get more sleep. Um, however, uh, it, sometimes instead of asking people to get more sleep, it's, it's important to try to improve your sleep quality. So that way, again, just like we're trying to maximize the time we have, we can dedicate to building muscle. Um, you know, we want to try to maximize our sleep quality when we are getting sleep and saying that, you know, somebody that's going to be sleeping five hours is 
not going to get as good sleep as somebody. I guess that's not true, but again, you're shooting yourself in the foot if you're you're you know getting less than six hours uh, a, a night per sleep, uh, six hours of sleep per night. You you want to at least get that. Um, and again, just to sum all this up, so that's everything. Just realize that when you are strapped for time, your training probably won't be as effective as when you could dedicate hours to the gym. But the good news is that this doesn't mean it's forever, or maybe it is. But either way, you can you can you can either make the most of your situation or not. The choice is up to you. All right, so let's jump into the question portion of this. Uh, I had a few questions this week. Um, and so one was, and then pretty basic, and I've gone over this topic a few times, but how many days per week for each muscle group? Uh, you know, this is going to depend on each person, but in saying that, I think a good base is two times per week uh, to start and then, and then adjust based on your recovery. So spend, spend some time training each muscle group two times per week. Uh, mistakes I see here are people, they, they do one body part per week. They hammer it. So maybe, for example, uh, let's just take chest. Um, they'll do chest on Monday. They'll do 20 sets of chest on Monday. And then, you know, then they don't train chest again until the next Monday. For most people, it would be better. You'd be better splitting that in half, doing 10 and 10. So maybe you do chest on Monday, chest on Thursday, and then, and then pair chest with a couple other body parts on Monday as well. Um, again, like for, for most people, especially in the beginning, like it, it, most Anyone that's been training for less than five years, you're, you know, I think two times per week is a great starting point. And again, and then again, you can just, it, you can adjust from there. Um, you know, the, where you, why you see like a lot of bodybuilders, um, professional bodybuilders do like chest once a week is because, you know, their chest or whatever muscle group it is, is just so large that it takes that long to recover. Whereas most people aren't going to have to worry about that. They can train muscle group multiple times per week. So two seem to be the best. Um, they've done studies on this. Uh, you know, you, you do see an increase in, um, frequency, like you see an, an increase in, uh, in building muscle and hypertrophy by going from one day to two days. Right. But then after that, going from two days to three days, three days to four days, there's really not any benefit in, in the studies and in the research. Um, so again, that just shows like, Hey, two days is probably going to be best to start with. And then again, at that point, it's just going to come down to your individual, um, body and saying that the most important variable here is going to be your volume. So again, we can use frequency as a, uh, as a tool to manipulate the volume. So again, we know that going over 10 sets per muscle group in one workout there for most people, there starts to be a diminishing return for that. Um, particular muscle group. So again, maybe you need 20 sets a week to grow, but, uh, but again, once you get past 10 sets and that in, in one workout, you start to see diminishing returns, uh, your body places more emphasis on recovery. Then again, the best thing to do there is to split it up. So, um, so for most people, we're going to recommend two times per week. That's what we, that's what we aim for, uh, with all clients is two times per week. And then again, based on recovery, um, uh, lagging muscle groups, whatever it may be, then we start to manipulate whether it's, you know, maybe uh, a year in, we find that somebody's chest is lagging. Okay. Maybe we'll go up to three times per week for chest. And again, the goal there is just to get more volume in. Um, so 
that's that's the answer there to that is, is aim for two and then adjust and, and stick with that for a while see what body parts lag see what body parts recover best from training see which don't and then adjust from there as you get more advanced again this is where in the beginning you just want to get a foundation you don't want to think too much about this you just want to do it see what works and then make adjustments uh, as you as you move forward next question is if optimal nps is every four hours but you're hungry in three is it okay to eat in three or wait until four hours uh and i i think this is a good question um and i don't want to come off like you know i i don't want to be too hard on a person that, that's asking this but in saying that this is one of those questions that you're overthinking um this is where I think you can get too much information on something and then you can get caught up in the details when it really is, uh, you just don't need to think that much into it. I don't even think that a professional bodybuilder needs to worry about, oh, shoot, if I'm, uh, I heard that MPS is the maximum, MPS is every four hours, but then if I'm hungry in three, I nope, can't do it. I got to wait for four hours. Uh, I mean, your body's really smart, but it's it's not that smart. So my thought here is just get the basics down. Um, and what I mean, the basics is just don't screw it up. Okay. Don't, don't go. I don't think it's good. I don't think that it's best to probably eat every hour for building muscle, but all at the, on the other end, it's probably not best to go more than like six hours without getting a protein feeding. in. so just make sure you're not like completely screwing that up and you're going to be fine. There's not going to be that big of a difference, um, in, in, in your muscle growth. Okay. So uh, at this point, if you're hungry in three and you're super hungry, you want to eat, just go ahead and eat. Don't worry about, oh no, I'm not going to hit my maximum muscle protein synthesis. Uh, no, you just need to, again, just not completely screw it up there where again, it's, you, you don't want to maybe do it every hour, but you also don't want to go too long. Again, we're talking six hours here. So again, just find that middle ground. Anything in there is going to be fine. It's, it's, it's going to be a wash. It's not going to be a big deal. So, uh, that's, that's my answer to that is, this is, this is something that a lot of people do when they get into fitness and then they, and now with the internet, you know, you can sit here and do all this re research on things and like, Oh, this is the best. I heard this is the best. And then people don't really stick to what they're doing. They just try to find the next best thing and the next thing out there. And it really, it just, you're, you're just, you end up not really doing anything because you're just trying to find the next best thing. And you can always find it. The best thing you can do is do something, stick to it, make adjustments as you, as you move and just make sure you're not completely screwing it up, which again, we went over that is, um, I don't mean to, um, be hard on the person that asks this. It's just, you know, you just have to kind of, uh, realize what you're doing here by, by asking these questions. Um, so yeah, again, great question. Uh, just, just again, make sure you don't go too long without, a lean source of protein and make sure that you're not, you know, it's probably not best to eat every hour. Uh, so, so that's my question or my answer to that there. Um, so that's all I got for this week. Uh, great questions. Um, hope they helped out uh, a good topic this week. I think it will be really helpful for a lot of people. Um, if you guys have any questions on this or any questions on anything else, please let me know and we'll chat soon. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at JeffH91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.